So the Buddha commented that the Tathagata is one who realizes through knowing in the world how the world is. He's come into the world, Tathagata. He's come through the world, Tathagata. This is why it's called Tathagata. It's come into the world and come through the world. Mm. What is this world? Mm. Conditionality, conditions. Mm. A tangled skein, a tangled skein. Sometimes this phrase, would use this phrase, a tangled skein, a tangled skein, a web, all tangled and knotted up. Which the aim is not to tear it, but to untangle, find those uh, spaces within the web. To acknowledge there is that. Mm. And the web is properly spread out for whatever it's needed for, to hold, to contain, but it's no longer tangled up, twisted up on one itself. And it's a twisted up upon itself is not just the one moment thing, it's a constant writhing, constant writhing and entangling, mobile. But uh, everything is doing that. So it's mutual conditioning. It's not a simple, this course is that, but... Uh, dependent arising, dependently conditioned. So just as water is a condition for ice, but water doesn't cause ice, water is a condition for mold and plants and fish, but it doesn't cause them. It's a supportive condition. Other conditions merge and blend and give rise to what we experience. This is very much the way it's uh, explained this web of causes and conditions and some are about the absence of something and as if heat is removed water becomes ice also the absence is a condition presence and absence of conditions as it affects everything is affecting everything Nothing is final, nothing is solid, nothing is independent. Uh, and the one of the ways in which the Buddha tried to summarize this web is uh, called the five tundas, five aggregates. Not the easiest language, but an aggregate itself means that each one of these is made of other things stuck together. Mm. So we have the form aggregate, 
the form aggregate is a mixture of earth, air, fire, water, space. Mm. What does this mean? It means there's a certain sense of it holds a shape, it's rigid, there's a certain sense of constancy, that's earth, it covers ground. And there's a certain sense of um, movement in it, it breathes. Mm. The trees grow, they move, everything moves. Life force streams through it. And as water, it's supple. It can uh, carry a shape. If it was no water, it'd just be dust. So the fact that things are supple and cohesive is the presence of the water element. Fire element is a certain energy uh, that binds things together, heats things up. Energy runs through things. That's the called the fire element. These are in space, a certain amount of space. It's not welded. So form, then itself, is a blend of other qualities. Nothing is earth, even the very physical earth itself. You can see it's a certain degree of moisture in it. It sticks together. It can freeze or dry, warm. So this is um, one example of what's meant by an aggregate. Things are every, even these five aggregates are made of, each one of them is combined out of other conditions and so on and so on and so on. Form, feeling, Vedana. Mm. Feeling can be pleasant or unpleasant, mm. neutral, it's not, not really having much effect. Different fluctuations of energy, right? unpleasant feeling, energy moves one way, pleasant feeling, energy moves another way. <coughs> neutral feeling doesn't really get affected. Mm. Gradations of that. Powerful eruptions, subtle inclinations, subtle shifts, agitations, flurries of feeling. Not just one feeling, not just three feelings, but a whole range of them. Feeling tones could be categorized in these ways based upon physicality, based upon materiality. It's a web of feeling. It can all be meshing and merging. Mm. Vedana. Vedana, the word associated with Veda, which was the old Indian term for the knowing, the knowledge. You have the Vedas, which is, this is the knowledge, is sacred knowledge. Ring Veda, Ayurveda. Mm. Vedana, that which enables one to have knowledge. This is not thought, is it? <laughs> this is sense of apprehension. I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. That's the moment of knowledge. I'm moved. And when the moment of knowledge, I'm alive. I wake up. I'm no longer inert. I'm in. Uh-huh. I can respond. I can, I, there's an engagement. So knowledge is the beginning of 
engagement. Anything else? Uh, it, it invites engagement. And that's part of it's part of the subtlety of what we have to learn about Vedana. Maybe the engagement is not to react, close, add morphine, but just to open around it, listen to it more deeply, without asking for a verbal conclusion to seal it off, letting it travel, letting it find its own resolution. Its resolution is different from conclusion. It means it moves till it's said what it says in its own way and subsides. Of course, uh, feeling is also associated with another aggregate called perception, meaning, impression. It strikes me as boring, wonderful, tasty, beautiful. This reminds me of my uncle, the person I knew 15 years ago, reminds me of him, reminds me of. It re-mind, and that's part of it, mind comes in. Mind as manas, the organizing, the measuring mind. The perception, the feeling is given a label as a carrot. And I can remember that. I freeze that word, then go to the supermarket, I want carrot. When you go to the supermarket and say, I want carrot, what do they do? They don't say carrot. They give you a vegetable, I hope. So handy, handy little gadget. Perception and uh, meaning and that library manas, librarian mind, measuring mind, conceiving mind. Mm. Uh, so with the arising of the perception and mind comes in. First the effect and then the label. And based upon that meaning, and uh, there's an activation, activation sankara. I'm aroused, I'm excited, I'm worried, and suddenly things start happening. Not only are me in there, but now I'm com- somehow compelled to act. There's a compulsive quality to it. The action may be just, oh, forget it, drop it, or put go that way. Minor actions, mental actions, the turning of the heart to this or to that. Sankara, consciousness streaming out into the senses.
So this experience of life, vitality, and the streaming out into an external world. And an internal self, mutually conditioned. Consciousness does that, it creates a self and a world. Creates a visual world and a seer. Tactile world and a touched. Tasty world and a taster. A conceivable world and a conceiver. One who conceives. And of course, the dominant consciousness, not just one, but six of them. Manas and Ovinyana. Mind consciousness, the measuring mind, dominant consciousness. Scans the other five and comes up with a summary. And it scans the other five. It, through that process of consciousness, picking up sanya, memory, perception, impression, feeling, Activation, summing up, summing it up, picking up the other consciousness turns back onto the other aggregates, turns back, manas turns back, reminds, and therefore the tangle it feeds back upon the others and feeds back upon itself. It feeds back upon form. This form is this. I am this. It could be this. When was it like that? Mm. This is big. This is small. Feeds back upon form. Measures it. Uh, And in that feedback loop, um, this sense of self, I am this, coagulates condenses around the repetitive process of this aggregation. What is repeated, what is familiar, what is intimate, becomes myself. It's not repeated, it's just an event. If it's repeated, it becomes mine. Intimate, felt, me. So it becomes myself, and with that, There's a certain closing of the cosmos. As the things are tied together, the web is tied in upon itself, it's occluded the rest. And we can, to some degree or another, Self always occupies a certain intensity within the field of awareness. It can be extremely intense. Uh, intense about the arising of feeling and not really noticing the passing of feeling. Intense about the arising of an impression and not recognizing Impression just flickers and changes while I get intense about it. Intense about (laughs) 
everything. It's intensification. The tangle intensifies. Intensification tangles. Mutual conditioning. One conditions the other. As we get intense, we ta- the tangle occurs. When it tangles, it gets more intense. But it's intending, intenting, involving, including, in, 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 in. <laughs> Tangling, binding. Dukkha. So, a way out. And uh, simple messages the wider you go, the freer it gets. The wider you go, you move out, there can be a movement of awareness of through that, uh, this can be known, this can be sensed, the tangle can be sensed as a tangle. And beginning to lessen this, the intensification that occurs with this word and the feeling and the energy called self, which is an intensification. Yeah. Maybe this is just that. It's just that. Maybe it's just that. Mm-hmm. And as, an, as a knowing of that. And so, of course, this is very pertinent to the whole Buddhist uh, presentation. Why is anatta not self seem so important? Or what's it about? What we're trying to eradicate? We're trying to liberate that tangle. And intensification, because actually the realistic approach is it, it's this, isn't it? It's this. So when it's just this, then what increases the tangle? I am this, I should be this, I could be this, I always will be this, I never will be that. I want to be this. Why am I this? How did I get to be this? How can I be other than this? Because the tangle is uncomfortable, understandable. So widening, yeah, but hmm, takes quite a different approach and a different kind of energy. Yeah. And you might imagine it's a psychological shift. Indeed it is. But it begins with an energetic shift. Because all this stuff is dynamic, tangling, rising, contorting. It's fabric, it's dynamic. Mm. Everything is moving and shifting. Feeling moves. Perceptions flush and rush. Activations surge, pulse, flitter. Consciousness flickers from sight to sound to thought to meaning to impression. Back again, flickers. Mm. Everything is moving. Even the 
physicality, moving, breathing, flexing, organs, pumping, pulsing, cells, forming, dissolving, fluids passing through, air moving through, energy moving through, in this very seemingly substantial form, it's just movement, different levels of movement, different speeds of movement, even the wood in these buildings is moving. Over hundred years, it will become twisted, darker, hard, shift into another form, break down. It's a long path of movement. Bones are moving. So we get down to the raw, <laughs> I don't like to use the word raw, but the simple basis, you know, the way out of contorted tangle has to be something to do with the movement of energy, of the dynamic. Now that we have that potential. Where does that begin? This was always one of the great uh, questions that never needed to be answered. It was just a sense of wonder. Where does light come from? Where does intelligence arise? It just flashes in. Where does faith come from? Where does that cry of the heart, where does that reaching out of the spirit arise from? Where did it happen? What touched it? What was that sense of something that's not in this, something. Is it in this? Where is it? Something. Beyond, other, other, yeah. I'm not just the machine. I'm not just the program. I'm not just an automatic wheel turning. Something freer. Where's that? (laughs) Whatever gave it that idea? (laughs) Who knows? But there it is. And that's where it begins. Sadha. Sadha. The Buddha, in his wry pragmatism, said, faith, the condition for the arising of faith is suffering. If you've suffered enough, (laughs) you think, I want out. (laughs) So it's not the divine blessing of God, it's just the sheer angst. So Sada, then what is that? As, it, as that voice of faith is heard, it says, energy, I need to do something. Virya is the next thing that comes in. Virya, I've got to 
gotta do something. You know, what I engage with, or you know, energy wants to happen. It wants to get going, and then we have to really moderate that energy because the energy would only go into the tangle. And of course, our conditioned attitude to energy is, well, do something about it. And that's true to an extent. But we don't really understand the dimensions of movement. We think it's all about forward. Because that's the way (laughs) we go, don't we? We talk about going forward. Going backwards, bad. But going forward, that's progress. Forward. Forward? What do you mean, forward? (laughs) How do you go forward in a net? (laughs) You go forward, you just get deeply, more deeply entangled, don't you? So it's not forward, it's not backward. It's open. Open. Different direction. And, you know, Though, and there's a sense, oh yeah, something can do that. That's called chitta, heart. It can open. And sada turns or asks the energy to be that which is supportive to opening. Widening perhaps even softening, in order to move through the net like a cloud, which can never be contained. In that cloud, we don't know who we are. We don't need to, but we can feel it. We can feel, ah, this is opening. Feels like this, there's pressure. And of course, in that Buddhist analysis of the co-arising, the dependent arising of liberation. Bear this in mind, stay with this process, be mindful. Sati means stay with it, linger. Linger past your conclusions. Linger past what your your measuring mind says and does. Linger past your reactions. The reactions happened, stay. Your perception has arisen, I'm this, I'm that, I can't be this, I can't be that. Stay, stay there. Stay, stay, open, stay, open. Stay. Be mindful. Bear it in mind. And you'll find a degree of composure and stability which is not rigid, exclusive, tense, but balanced, like light on the wave, the rolling wave. Mm. 
you see the sea and the waves come crashing in, the light balances on the wave, wave rolls and crashes, and light stays there, balancing. Can your awareness be like that? What is it that could be like that? It's not a thought, is it? It's not a reflex, it's not an activation. It's a unconditioned unrestricted by form, feeling, perception, unrestricted by activations, unrestricted by the continuing drip, drip, drip of consciousness, dripping sense data into your heart, unrestricted, but aware. Mm. By knowing them as they are, there's a composure, samadhi, collected, that is uh, attractive because this is where that uh, call for fruition, for fulfillment, for openness, for freedom starts to ah, rest place, settle here. This and uh, refines as we understand the reflexes that can occur that which is settled, that which becomes familiar, that which becomes intimate becomes myself and then the whole process starts to tangle again Mm. so the final liberation is wisdom this is this Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peaceful. And uh, from that uh, place of you know, balance and poise, there's the ability to know, you know, this is the uh, feelings, perceptions, impressions. What happens to a feeling when it when it subsides? Where does it go? What happens to a sound when the bell stops ringing? Where does it go? When the bell stops ringing, where does the sound go? Hmm? When the mind stops bouncing, where does the mind go? So it goes out. Where's that? And the Buddha said, you can't, no words can take you there. You can't know that. That can't be measured because that's the end of measurement. But you know, it's gone out. Just like you know, ah, the silence. I feel the silence. No longer as some kind of waiting for the next sound or the bit in between two sounds, but 
an underlying continuum within which sounds arise happily and subside happily. And perhaps more absolutely pragmatically, the stress, pressure ceases, tangle, stops tangling. There's an openness that allows things to not be fed back upon themselves into a knot, but to express, move on, move out. We might say, well, do we then descend into incoherence? (laughs) No, it's not quite like that. Because there's still awareness, still the aggregates are still there, but they're no longer tangling. They're given their space to operate and subside and to arise through guided by wisdom. Let's take something like form. It's the form. It's any one of these that you can't really separate them because they're all meshing together. But we might put form to the forefront. Yes, it's kind of, I don't know, it's got certain features to it that uh, makes it a bit more manageable. Form. No, the Buddha says, saying, well, form, any form, internal, external, obvious or subtle, refined or coarse, is not mine, not me, not a self. This is how you should hold it. A form is an obvious um, base for that sense of um, what self is aimed at, a landing place, a secure location, something that I can manage, something that can be managed and held and contained. The unawakened jitta, unawakened awareness, seeks that sense of security, comfort. What means in the unawakened state, that means hold on to something to hold you up. Here's a form, stay within that, get inside this, hold it together. And actually that kind of comes onto body. Body is not the only form, but it's the most apparent form, which uh, everybody's speaking to it as if that's you. (laughs) They take photographs of it, top front end of it, they generally take photographs of. (laughs) <laughs> I never take photographs of the back end of it. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> and you get that message about <laughs> half a million times. <laughs> so naturally, everybody's saying, That's you. That's you. Hello, that's you. You know, so yeah, and we're doing it to them. So, form, very obvious. That's, that's, the, la- that's, the, that's the location. Mm. And then, of course, it's so apparently fallacy. (laughs) Because certainly visual form, you can't even, how do you feel a visual form? You can't feel a visual form. 
and you don't even see your face. The most apparent bit of self is you can't even see it. What kind of, how authentic is that? It's somebody else's face. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's that, you know. And uh, yeah. so the sense of, but then, of course, uh, that, uh, that intensification uh, you know, is feeding back. So that particular form gets intensified. Energy streams into it in a rather intensifying way. And that means muscle tissue starts to tighten up um, in various ways. Um, defense. Uh, body is an expression system. So it def- tightens up to defend, lunges out to hold, tries to grab, tries to get things. That, that movement of energy in the separated experience, which the ignorant, unawakened chitta experiences itself in. I'm in here, that's out there. I'm a self, that's there. So therefore, conflict, conflict. Therefore, hold this. Therefore, deal with that. Mm-hmm. So you get the boundary then becomes muscular. Action. Subtle action. The action of tightening up the action of closing down, the action of reaching out, everything primed to do that. The nerve endings primed to do the reaching out, the closing down, the ducking, straightening, in accordance with the signals, which are perceptions. It's starting to happen, isn't it? Form doesn't exist independently, it's feeling and perceptions. Perceptions, friendly, unfriendly, tighten up, open up. You know, move this way, that way. No, so that's a big signals, and the signals go to the muscles. So the muscles, face muscles, the abdominal muscles, finger muscles, hands. I think oh, that's that. Yeah. It's not that gross, but it's it's very continuous. It's very strongly felt. Yeah. So our boundary becomes muscular. There's a certain amount of rigidity in it, potential to close. And of all messages, the most powerful message is security, isn't it? Comfort, yeah, I'd like that tomorrow, but security has to happen now. So with a big signal in a world around us is one of, Am I going to hold it together? I'm going to be okay for the next three minutes. Security trigger is very hair trigger. Security means muscle. Harden up. Tighten up. Get active. That gets so programmed into that separative condition that uh, becomes basically fixed. It gets learned. gets learned. So it uh, gets so thoroughly learned that it doesn't know how to switch off. It's learned through sankhara, activations. It's like these are energies that activate and they run along certain channels. 
they keep running down those channels so eventually those channels become highways or a highway defense highway security highway duck highway freeze highway reach out so that's what it does you get what they call traffic lights red traffic light crash green traffic light lunge <laughs> you know, of course these are subtler than I'm painting it but when the perceptions are you know I can't get enough I can't get enough I'm not good enough I can't need then what's going to be the, the, the trigger what's going to be the signal reach out reach out reach out you know fear of missing out reach out reach out get sure you get get so you jump 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 to get in that becomes the, the signal in the, in the system and it becomes so encoded that it affects consciousness sankara affects consciousness we see and notice and recognize things that I need to jump to things I need to jump to so then it feeds back because there are things I need to jump to I jump because I jump there are things I need to jump to that's called dependent conditioning and it goes right into the tissues so we get jumpy and to a certain extent that's even valued wow she really jumps quick ring the bell and she's out the door say this and she's already got it done ask her to do this and she's done it in five minutes fantastic what a good person she's nearly crazy <laughs> hasn't got a moment of space that's the ones we like <laughs> and then of course <laughs> the nerve endings are frying <laughs> because the person inside still doesn't feel they're doing good enough <laughs> because they're on jump so the, the point of these programs is because they are mutually conditioning as we go into that it conditions the potential to jump and then you see more things you could jump to and as you cover those you see more things you could need to be done you get the workaholic busy stuff going on and it's true in a way I mean you could you look you could clean this room with a toothbrush that would get it done except as you cleaned it with a toothbrush the bit that you cleaned an hour ago has got dirty again so you rush around you clean it with a toothbrush because well, <laughs> it needs to be cleaned you get these kind of objective standards which are impossible such as efficiency finality everything tidy everything included everybody happy everything worked out future totally solid everything's figured planned right got it except this impossible standard which you nearly have a breakdown trying to achieve doesn't happen so you think there's something wrong with me i'm not working hard enough <laughs> do it some more yeah, so these are how these programs sankaras activate and they activate psychologically we're very and as they activate psychologically the chitta 
trembles and brings up the measuring mind to do the details and the measuring mind goes crazy running around creating more and more and all that's felt but we don't have time to attend to the feeling because we're too busy feelings just say yeah yeah but i'm too busy right now doing more so that's the way the tangle convinces itself of the need to tangle and the need to get more tangled and tight well okay let's just go right back into tissue because then at least the tissue you know this is the the tissue is the place where thought doesn't go (laughs) perception triggers it but thought can't complicate it it's just felt Hmm. so can we then you know return to that very fundamental tissue experience where the sankara certainly activate as body energy kaya sankara subtle body which doesn't do the stories it doesn't by itself it doesn't it just feels streams and you feel it streaming into where it streams to and then the feeling of it know it by feeling it not by thinking it or interpreting it know it by feeling it and then you feel it perfect the feeling by opening around it not by adding more terminology to it open around the feeling let the feeling feel itself open around let the feeling know the openness let the feeling feel its surge, its energy rush, and let the feeling also sense there's an openness around this, which allows. And in that allowing, the tangling, a recrimination, calculation, proliferation, deliberation, conceptualization doesn't occur the feeling can then move on subside or move on how we know things through feeling them how we know the ending of things how we know when they've resolved because the openness is still there and the energy is quietened it's finished its errand in this very form in this very form rather point and luminous phrase the deathless is touched in the body he touched the deathless in the body
The deathless is lost on those who do not have mindfulness with the body. Those who do not have mindfulness of the body do not touch the deathless. In this form, in this subtle blend of form, form of earth, air, water, fire, energies, internal, external, in this blend there is touch of the deathless, a touch of release, opening. And that, of course, the means of that, we operate through the feeling basis, and now the feelings, now the bodily feeling, but of course the other way in which we experience feelings, the heart feels. You know, there's a feeling which is emotionally resonant. This is where it really becomes intimate and poignant. This is touching, not just the body, but touching a heart. Therefore the heart has to respond. Heart has to Respond. And what's its response going to be? <laughs> Opening. We call that love. It's not have a nice sweet thought and shut up. <laughs> it's not I will now do meta on you to make you go away. It's just opening around the, the feeling. And the feeling opens, and it may, because none of these aggregates are are separate and isolated, so the feeling is also associated with the perception. We call it feeling because that's perhaps the most direct, but most significant is the perception, which you might also call feel. I feel compressed. I feel pressurized. I feel closed. That, That... is perception. Feeling is just a degree of energy, pleasure, pain, movement. But the, the, the fundamental initial interpretation of that, before it even becomes people, me and you, I feel compressed. I feel struggling. I feel left out. I feel isolated. Yeah. That, that's perception. And these perceptions our meanings are extremely poignant, triggering, and his perceptions and meanings that um, uh, are carried. Perception triggers the sankara, the activation. The activation means that energy knows that it has a pathway, and therefore when that Perception arises, we know. That's that. And the activation of frustration, the activation, irritation, the activation, guilt, the activation, uh, reach out, the activation, shut up, the activation, kicks in. They don't don't commonly separate meaning, activation, feeling, tangling together.
And of course, where these meanings come from, they arise dependent upon contact. Yeah, so what's our most primary contact? Other people, isn't it? It's our basic thing whenever we come into a room. It's not the walls we see, it's the people. It's not the carpet, it's the people. You know, you walk through the hills, you see trees, and it's a person. <laughs> Stands out. We're just home tuned into that because that's when we get our messages of, am I okay? Do you understand me? Do you like me? Are you going to threaten me? That's when we really want to know that. It's, that's nature. So that's where we have primary meanings from, yeah. So who we get, you know, the stories, is it the childhood stories when we're not really capable to be, to form our own security boundaries, we're going to get them from people around us who may not be our aunts, probably not our aunts. Therefore, a certain amount of contamination occurs. And therefore, those meanings get implanted. <laughs> you know, and so it goes, and so it goes, so because we're getting this all, you know, through our life, aren't we? Those meanings of so that, and as you get them, then you look out for them, even when they're not there. Or you know, you 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 get used to seeing them so much so that when you see a human being, you get the meaning before they even open their mouth. <laughs> You get, you get, right? We get the, I better be quiet or I better do something or I better, she doesn't like me unless I do something. That starts to vibrate. We get the movement, agitation, kind of fidgety, restless gestures. And then make some gestures of whatever I've learned will get me into a safe place. So this gets very uh, poignant and very uh, historical, very, and then the psychologies come in, how to handle that, psychologies of manners and gestures that will somehow cover all this. A tangle, a tangled skein, a tangled skein. Uh, And it always moves to that escalation most entangled is is the psychologies of self. It's a really tight knot. So even that, okay, open, not bad, not stop it, not fix it, just that. Uh Uh-huh. Open right doesn't mean you've got to open up. It just means uh-huh. and make the aha uh-huh something that is heartful. Ah, uh, ah, uh, loving. Ah, uh, ah, uh, just that. Mm. So at least we're not giving the f- more feedback of problem, fix it. You know why am I? How am I going to be there? Why do people do this to me? <laughs> Well, if that starts happening, you know, if that starts happening, okay, getting a bit agitated here, open around that, you know, it's all, that openness is always available, that's why it's called unconditioned, because it's always available, however humbling, (laughs) whatever the light shines on, however humbling it is, 
the light still shines on it. If that trusting in that, and that light is heart energy. So we say this quality of openness, there's an energy that, that accompanies that, the willingness to open, the faith to open, the tentative attempts, the tentative you know, inclinations maybe start off as rather wavery. And then just getting behind that and staying with that process. Now if we take this to a tissue level, there's a chance to perhaps just, you know, without closing, but just to find a way in, you know, a way we can get underneath the psychologies. So even, but it's not to ignore them, so because everything's interwoven. So from there we hear the psychologies. This is me feeling I can't manage. How's that in the chest? How's that? Where does that land in my body? Not even do I feel upset, but just where does it feel? Where does it feel? Is it in the throat? Is it in the guts? Is it in the fingers? Or is it just an overall shimmy? Hmm? Where do the psychologies land? So they're not just spinning around, tangling themselves up. And that through is love. That's compassion saying, tangled mess, please come here. <laughs> Please come here and let me feel you. Where do you want to land? I said, once it's landed, once it's landed, only when it's landed, only when it's landed, can it possibly be met in that open, loving, felt context and we trust that just because through trial and error you can spin around up there all you like and it's not going to resolve anything so try this here's the act of faith and in this very body so making that uh, a foundation, first foundation of sati, deathless, is lost on those who do not cultivate this. Now, you know, again, because really this is all seamless, you see, so although we tend to see us in terms of I sit, then we do half an hour of walking, and then maybe some standing or do some reclining and then I go from this posture and then the next posture. What happens between the postures? Can one posture not be broken? So the, the sitting rises into the standing and the standing goes into the walking and the walking goes into the curving through the corridor. Yeah. 
and the walking goes into the hand, opening, and the head, and everything is still in this very elastic, supple form, where we're no longer broken into this position, that position, this time, that time, just flowing seamlessly. Mm. This is really, uh, uh, you know, getting out of the box. Why do you go? Freer it gets. But this is in form. Notice the nature of form. Form is very supple. We're not mollusks. <laughs> we have skin. But we also have a core which is always balanced. Well, poised. So there's firmness within that. We're not just turning into liquid. There's a cohesiveness, a central form that begins to become more apparent as you muscles relax, energies flow, you notice there's a balancing poise within all this. And this is your, your stable. Even when you're moving, you're stable within that. <laughs>